This episode of That Sport John is brought to you by nobody, because nobody's going to pay me to put their advertisement on this amateur podcast. Do I blame them? No. But it is what it is. This podcast features my good friend and El Prez of Ithaca College Club Baseball, Stephen Durr. Stephen Durr is an avid New York Yankees fan. As you all know, I'm an avid Philadelphia Phillies fan. We go not necessarily at it, but just talk about the rundowns of the first game between those two teams, my frustrations, his frustrations, his his um, team, the Yankees, is 8-1. and one. My team is now 1-3. and three. Not a good look for us. Great look for the Yankees. And then we preview, you know, what's com- what's supposed to come next with these next three games. And he's a little he's a little more worried about it. I'm a little more optimistic. My high my expectations are a little high. I'm getting worried about that solely because I don't want to be let down. Nevertheless, we get into that. We get a little, a little bit of more of the rest of the league here and there. And then to finish it off, you know, you get a little bit of an NHL take to it. Uh, You know, you might hear my dogs bark in the background, but that's just the life we have to live with right now with being in lockdown, quarantine, whatever whatever you want to call it. That's just kind of where we're at at this point. So if you hear my dogs, Trotter and Harper, they're there. I know. Don't have to bring it up. But I hope you guys all enjoy this podcast. Here we go. Last night, I, I I can't I can't be too mad, but at the same time I'm frustrated. I know you're not. You're a Yankees fan. I mean, let's go Yankees. Um, honestly, you should be frustrated in the fact that watching that game, especially because we were texting a little bit during the first few innings. Yeah. Um, Garrett Cole really wasn't on, and you saw that the Phillies hitters were really just a little off. There's a lot of hard hit ground balls, you know, to Gio Shallow who's making phenomenal plays at third base, phenomenal plays. And then you see these fly balls that are like going to the warning track or maybe the fringe of the warning track in Yankee Stadium. That really causes me concern for Garrett Cole in the fu- Garrett Cole in the future because Yankee Stadium is really just a hitter's park and I'm not really I don't really like these fly balls he's been giving up uh, these past three starts, I think this is something he needs to work on because fly balls really aren't going to cut it in Yankee Stadium, especially with that short porch in right field. No, yeah, you got to keep throwing the ball down, get him to chop it and then chop it and get it on the ground any way you can. But, oh my gosh, I didn't expect to see that out of Jake Arrieta. I mean, first batter falls down 3-0, gets it to 3-2 on LeMayhew. And then he just lets a sinker stay over the plate too much, and he hits it the other way. I'm like, all right, shit. This is going to be, you know, another one of those Jake Gardy nights. It's going to be long. It's just going to be – he'll be out in, like, three or four innings. And then, no, he turn, he, he changes it up. I mean, the Gardner home run was just nothing that anybody could explain. That should have been a fly out. That should have been a pop-up. He didn't square it up. In there. That was just like, how did that ball go out? Like, you saw him. I saw a replay of him. He did a double check. McCutcheon's out there in left field. Like, how the hell did that go out? Like, I'm like, all the right. The only home run that was, like, a non-Yankee Stadium home run, I feel like, was Rochelle's. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that was the only one. That was a solid hit, too. And that Amazing. was... LeMay should be off, like, that right field wall in Cincinnati Park. Yeah, that's not like even a, out in Philly. Uh, 
That, I don't know if that'd be out. It wasn't really high enough. I'd probably go square off that wall. Probably. Because you know it's a little higher. So that so that would probably be there. And then Gardner's would not be out in Philadelphia. And then Urshel was, was in the back of the bullpen. So I definitely think that would be out. Yeah. That one was out anywhere. But at the same time, like I don't like when people bring up this excuse because at the same time, the other team has the benefit. No, yeah, like, no. That's not what I'm talking That's not what no, I'm mad about. It's just like... Oh, yeah, it. I know. But I know there's people out there who are yeah. just like... Oh, Yankee Stadium's a cheater field. I'm like, well, your team's playing on it, too. <laughs> like, you're, like, you can do the same thing. It's just a short porch and right. <laughs> Why don't you do it? <laughs> like, our short, our short porch isn't that isn't even that much farther. It's only probably about, like, 15 feet. Do you think DJ LeMahieu can finish the season batting 400? He's at 412 right now. Um, Probably. He probably has a good solid chance for it. If not, like probably like 350. I, I, I love him. I love him. Um, Still uh, one of the best free agent signings of like the last five years, probably. Very underrated. The Yankees are re-signed him. I'm gonna be. I, I think they're. I think it's a lock that he's gonna be re-signed up this year. I don't think anyone should worry about that. I think everyone knows how valuable he is. Because if you, if you don't re-sign him, there's something wrong with this, your general. Yeah, manager. this man needs. I, I think that's the reason why they let DD go to you because mm-hmm. they had to make a decision. Obviously, and I think they're gonna choose DJ. Because Gleyber Torres is also a natural shortstop, yeah. and they got lucky with Gio Urshela now, who's honestly I was wrong about Gio Urshela. I after the, coming into this year, I'm like I just think last year was a fluke, but now I'm like watching a swing. Now I'm really dissecting it. Very smooth swing. Mm-hmm. He's very confident. He's very relaxed at the plate, and John Hyman is in love with him now too I, and he's really turning into a top third baseman in the league very slowly and steadily I can see that I mean last night he just had the one home run but out of four at bats but I mean he, he has he has turned it on I, I haven't been free in uh, fantasy but and, I mean it's in the clutch yeah and then he's also mm-hmm. phenomenal defensively but here's here's where I have a problem with yesterday so Arietta does well <laughs> Arietta does well. He was actually hitting his spots. I mean, the umpire strike zone was out, was pretty wide and very consistent for both teams. But he was hitting that spot down and away on everybody, and it was working. And I was like, all right, cool. This is like something I missed, and the Phillies haven't seen out of Arietta since his first year. And then he's taken out after five. Understandably, he even understood it. It was his first start. You can't burn him out, even if it is a sixty-game season. And at this point, maybe less for the Phillies. But. You bring in, uh, I'm not going to lie. Guerrero? Guerrero. Yeah, I didn't really know how to pronounce his name. Guerrero. And I know he pitched well last weekend, but the team's coming off of a week, more than a week, I should say, of not playing baseball. <laughs> and this guy comes in. He walks the first batter. Okay. Maybe he can turn around the next batter. No, he he, he plunks he plunks Stanton. And at this point, you're like, all right, I hate the three minimum batter rule. This is a joke. This guy shouldn't be on the mound right now. <laughs> Mike Ford comes up, and he's battling him, and then he finally gets him, gets him out. But it was he's lucky because Mike Ford just missed a changeup. That was a deep fly ball. That was so deep. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then Harper stopped and looked up, and I was like, thank God. And then. You would think, okay, three batters. This guy is not pitching well. Just, like, all right, let's get this. just take him out. Just, just take him out. Bring in Adam Morgan now. No, we're gonna leave this guy in for another batter, and it's Gio Urshela, and he absolutely 
crushes a piss missile over the left center fence. I'm like, dude, and he just and he, and he left over another changeup. I was like, dude, come on. Well, the difference, I just don't think you're bringing the lefty against the righty. I think that's maybe what Joji Righty was thinking at the time, but like. I know. So then Garner, Garner was after him. I know, I know. Or something. But, Garner was Garner was near that it part was, of the order. It was Sanchez, then Garner after, and then Tyler Wade. So I think he was just hoping he can get to Garner and take him out, maybe, because Garner is significantly worse against lefties. Yeah. I just don't think you should have done that in the first place, considering it's your first game back in a while, and you have an off day tomorrow. It was a pre-scheduled postponement. Mm-hmm. They already said we're not playing tomorrow because it's tropical storms hitting New York. Just don't even think about it. We're going to travel to Philly, and we'll play this 278 subheader the next day, and I'm really excited for that. Unfortunately, I can't watch those games, but I'm excited to keep following that. But there's no reason why, and that's what I was getting a little nervous with the Yankees at one point, because later in the game, the Phillies were getting base runners on. I'm like, Chris was struggling when he came in after Cole, or, mm-hmm. and then they're at that rain play. I'm like, yeah, let's get to Chad Green quickly here. Get him going. Let's please get him going. Comes in. And Chad Green's been elite so far. Strikes out his two batters. And then I'm like, you know what? We might as well just keep Chad Green in because he has the time to rest tomorrow. This is a 60-game season. You can't really blow any of these games. And then bring in Luis Avalon. I'm like, oh, God. And, 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 and like, Luis Avalon, not that I'm saying he's a bad pitcher, but but at the same time, He's he's not really fit for this new rule like for this three batter minimum rule. Nobody and is in the in the bullpen unless you're unless you're a setup guy. In I, I my think, opinion, I think many is. people are. I think well maybe in a maybe in a selfish standpoint, the Yankees bullpen is kind of built for that. In a way, where you have Zach Britton, like can, he's his sinker can get anyone out. Chapman when he comes back, Chad Green as Lauren has been getting anyone out. Adovino has like that nasty slider, but Luis Avalon not really fit for that situation. Allowed a run, I was like getting a little nervous. So, luckily, got by through the inning. I prayed. I'm like, all right, at this point, they're gonna bring in Zach Britton. There's no reason not to. And they brought him in. Game is over. Yankees yeah. win. Duh, Yankees win. The Yankees, the Yankees. All right, I know you mentioned about Chad Green, and I'm sitting here, and I know his stat line looks perfect. I mean, it's two thirds innings and two strikeouts. You know, that's all he had to do. His stuff was not good, though. No, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this is the other thing I was pissed about. You got two base runners on. Chad Green's first or second pitch to McCutcheon is wild, and so now you got two two runners on on scoring position with one out. Just poke it. Just hit a base hit. I don't know what's wrong with McCutcheon if it's because he hasn't played baseball in almost a y- in over a year, and then he had that long time off. But good God, dude, he doesn't look like he sees the ball well at all. And I mean, he had he had, he had one fastball there or a changeup that he could have easily hit the other way or hit up the middle, and then he got called out on a hanging curveball right down the middle, and he just didn't see it. And I'm like, dude, come on. Chad, Chad Green's, like, usually hitting, like, 97, I would say. Yesterday was hitting around, like, 94, 90, maybe 95. He's just checking, like, 97, 98. That, yesterday was the opportunity to pounce on Chad Green. His stuff wasn't there, Mm-mm. but he was able to manage getting through that, and, uh, and I was really happy. I mean, I saw the first pitch, he had the, I think it split it right in the dirt. Yeah. Like, 10 feet before home play, I'm like, oh, there we go, and then he got out of it. And that... And that's really, honestly, that, that's probably the story of the game when I when I think of the Phillies lineup yesterday. They got eight hits, 
But the, the story, and I think you would agree with this, is not capitalizing at pitchers on their not. Ah, uh, this is a terrible headline. <laughs> uh, not capitalizing against opponents. Not okay. Well, I can't think of the sentence right now. But it's basically not capitalizing when Garrett Cole and Chad Green don't have their best stuff. Exactly. That's the Phillies' <laughs> biggest weakness is they can't capitalize. And the Phillies have a good lineup for that. They, 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 I they don't, don't think it's acceptable. Uh, it was it was unacceptable that for them not be able to capitalize on Garrett Cole yesterday. Oh, I considering I they have McCutcheon, Hoskins, Harper, Relamundo, Didi, who is your best player, <laughs> Jay Bruce, who's good against righties, Segura. I mean, Jay Bruce played well. He did his job. He got the two run home. Run. He had two walks and a two and a solo shot. Yeah, Jay Bruce is. Jay Bruce is slowly turning into one of our best hitters, and that's not what you want out of your freaking team. Um, but no, yeah, and then. After McCutcheon, Hoskins comes up, and he stared at two pitches right over the plate that you could easily just hit the other way or just smack for a base hit or get a poke. I mean, so many guys nowadays just try to be the hero and try to go for the long ball, and it drives me nuts. Like, small ball still wins baseball games, and I just can't fathom my mind as to why players don't look for hits. It, it's it's, why, it's why you love D.D. Gregorius. I mean, D.D. Gregorius... And I'm sure you'll love him so far because he's leading your team batting average that like consistently plays. Um, yes. Um, he actually. Sorry, well, it, might be, it might be Hazley. I mean, he played. He's played. I think three out of the four games. Oh yeah. It's, all right. Well, Hayes. Well, do you expect him to bat? He's at five five. Six, right? You expect him to finish at five, five, six. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> like, it's just, it's I don't, just, uh, I don't expect Didi players, to finish at three, thirty-three. Didi, Didi, you'll learn the love. He's, he's, his approach talks about all the time. Just hit a line drive, and and you'll notice in Didi's home runs, it's it's like he kind of just gets under his line drive and it just goes out. Yep. And or sometimes his home runs are just bullets. So you're gonna learn to love Didi with his home runs and his line drive approach. Um, so. That's that's I think the per if if the Phillies gets to postseason too he's Didi's a really cool postseason player I mean his when every time he was up for the postseason for the Yankees he I was always up I'm like oh, I feel like he's gonna do something here I just loved his swing his approach he's just a fan favorite I miss him so much dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was funny because you texted me about it in in one of the few times we were texting last night during the game and you're like. DD home run right here. I'm calling it the next pitch. It was absolutely I know. nuked, and it I went, didn't actually it, want it to be. And it went foul, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And then I think he struck out. Um, so that wasn't fun. But right. yeah, I mean, like Harper. Like I'm not even mad at Harper last night. He went one for four, but his base hit was the other way. And then mm-hmm. he had, I think, one or two strikeouts. But then he did have. I think he actually had one strikeout and a flyout, and then he had a rocket to first base that was just caught, and he would have probably had two, maybe one. I'm I'm not thinking two because it's short porch, but but JT JT actually had a decent night hitting. He was two for four again. Um, Segura actually didn't do terrible. I think Scott Bryce Kinger Harper is the weakest in your lineup. I mean, shut up! No, he's not. <laughs> Right I now mean, it's Hoskins. Hoskins, I want to. I I'm like Bryce Harper is just not worth the value. I can. He's just. I. You guys. Okay. He's worth the value in the fact that you're going to get fans in the ballpark, and that's that's why I think he got more money. He should. But like, come on, come on. This guy's just this guy's just not doing it for you right now. To, for the money he's being paid. 
If that money is being paid, you got to be batting at least 300 or 290. Hitting many- 35 home runs, driving 120 RPS. How many home runs? 35. Well, he did that. I mean, he did that. He did that. Yeah. And he get the batting average part. He, he got the... He got... He got... He... Uh, oh, I can't talk either. <laughs> he got the home runs. He got the RBIs. His OPS was pretty good. Um, or OBS. On base percentage, I mean. Because he walks a lot, too. Um, but he also strikes out a lot. Then that's what it hurts his average. And I know this year... He's like, think, a, worse, he's like a worse Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now, yeah, but like over his career, Bryce Harper's been better. But headline: Aaron Judge's home run streak comes to an end. But no, yeah, that was the best thing. To, we didn't give up a home still, run to Aaron Judge. Still manages to go two for four. He had an RBI. Uh, there was one at bat. I think Arietta no, fell behind two zero, and there was a curveball again. Oh no, it was a fastball on the outside of the plate. Judge just went for a big hack and he missed it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that was the one. <laughs> but he's not he really like it that much on the outside. So. Oh, what's the surprise? No. It's just frustrating, man. I mean, we've only played four games, and we were off a week. And, but looking at last night's, watching last night's game, going into it, I'm like, all right, we're facing Garrett Cole. The Yankees are 7-1. and one. We haven't played in a week. Don't expect anything. So I did. You're equivalent 1-3 now. You're equivalent to about 3-12. and 12. Yep. Yep. Terrible start. You oh, should be awful. But scared. Awful. Especially considering two of those losses came to the Miami Marlins. Oh yeah. With and one of those losses was to a like depleted Miami Marlins as well because they had like five guys not playing that day because of Corona. Um, before that whole outbreak started. Um well got going I should say. But I think the I think that's a big news also that you're now learning that Really, when outbreaks happen, they're not going to other teams. I think teams are doing a good job of staying away from each other for mm-hmm. the most part. Not really like with the Yankees last night with Didi. I feel like there was a couple inter, there was a couple moments. Gary Sanchez like bumped into Didi as a as a joke, you know, and then Judge like gave him like a nice butt tap. <laughs> after, <laughs> I, don't after, after, I, don't I don't know if I don't know if a butt tap. I don't know if a slap ass will. Um, Give him Corona, but yeah, but yeah, I'm saying like for the most part, the players are doing a good job. Oh yeah, uh, like players... staying away from the other team for the mm-hmm. most part. I mean, they're I think they know that, and I think as long as teams do that, there really won't be um too not, not many problems. The players just got to be more disciplined though when they're off the field. Yeah. I mean, not I mean they have been, but I don't think they realize how. I think now they will more. Um. I only realized how quickly this virus can get to you. No, and yeah. they learned from you know Miami's reports of them, you know, going to club, and you know, there's reports that Cardinals players went to casino. All uh, that management now is trying to like say that didn't happen, but you know, it's hard to <laughs> not believe that. But yeah. um, so I think I think with that and. MLB players seeing that, and now Rob Manfred really going down on teams, not allowing them to leave their hotels now. They're not allowed to leave the hotels on road trips. I think that's going to help a lot. Do I Do I think it could save – I could think – I think it could save the season, but, like, at the same time, it's going to be really hard. I still think it's going to be hard to get through um, the finish of it. 
And I think if they're going to finish it, they at least need to get the postseason part into a bubble or maybe after the first round, like at best of three. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least two bubbles by American League and National League. Because once you get to, if they get to the postseason, you really just don't want to risk. Because then you don't then, need an outbreak for a team. Otherwise, the team is screwed. Integrity comes into place, right? You can't have an outbreak on a team that made a postseason. Would no. you agree? Because that that ruins it. Because you you got no competitive balance there. I'm like, now we're gonna pull up the tactical squad for the postseason. So like, what if that? What if the Yankees had an outbreak? Garrett Cole, Judge, and Stanton. They made the playoffs, and then Judge, Stanton, Cole, and. Uh, they mm-hmm. all go down with Corona. Like you can't have a postseason with that because right. the Yankees post the first seed, or the, it looks like they're going to be a top seed, one of the top seeds in American League. And next thing you know, the postseason is about to begin, or during the postseason, and their team just gets hit with Corona unexpectedly. No, like come on, yeah. and you get. Yeah, I think they need to. I think the players and the owners, if they get, if there's a couple more weeks. Into this postseason, uh, I mean, I, what am I saying? Into this regular season, we get <laughs> two, three more weeks in, and you notice it's not actually that bad. You gotta get into quick discussions of like with states. Um, hey, can we bubble here? I know Governor Cuomo of New York said that you guys can play your games in state, and that wouldn't really be that bad. You have two stadiums that are relatively near each other in City Field and um, Yankee Stadium. You can even play. You can, you can really play the entire American League there, or the entire National League. Um, I would imagine, especially the Mets start right now that they might not make the playoffs. But say the Mets <laughs> don't make the playoffs and the Yankees do, really having the bubble, the American League bubble in New York would be pretty convenient. Because say if the Yankees finish as the top seed, right? Then they're kind of still getting that home field advantage in an aspect. And then they have the bubble in New York. And they have other teams not just playing Yankee Stadium, but play at City Field, too. That's Because it's all about limiting travel. Mm-hmm. And New York, New York's now in a better state compared to many, many states in this in the country right now with COVID. Um, Gov- Governor Cuomo, honestly, he... Although the, it was a tough start for him, he really did a good job at the end of the day settling it down and flattening the curve that's going on in New York State. Um, he figured it out. Um, Fauci's given him praise in the long run, of course. Um, and I think with that, it's safer to play baseball in New York. Hmm. You know, I have my beast with both of those pe- people, but I'm not going to bring that up. But... Uh, I agree. Like, you can easily have a bubble for the postseason. I was never one to think a bubble was going to be feasible for regular season with that many players and people to keep track of all at once in one or two areas. But, yeah, I think for the postseason, like, you can't risk, like, if a team has a breakout, like, you're not going to want them to have to bring up, like, AAA guys or random free agents. And then you also don't want to have to risk the fact that, like, just postponing a playoff series for a week. That's just gonna draw. Can't do that. It's gonna draw out the games until November. You can't. You can't just let it happen. And you I mean, also bu- bubble in closed stadiums like that. Maybe that Arizona bubble comes into play. I think. Yeah, I think for. That's like, that. Yeah, maybe the Arizona bubble comes into play, and then you can have like the Chase Field close right. off if they need it. They know it's gonna rain that day. 
Right. And, like, I was going to say the same thing about that for Tampa, but that's just an awful baseball field, and nobody would like that. No. Um, <laughs> um, but, I mean, you could do the same thing at, like, Miller Park, too. Yeah, but you can only, like, bubble there, I feel like. Me. I mean, the only reason why people would say Arizona is because of the complex. But at the same uh, time, they didn't want it true. for – because, like, there's a lot of spring training fields, so you can play at spring training fields in the postseason. There's no fans. Who cares? Yeah, yeah you're right. There. You're right. Sucks. Um, but – um, they so they play there, and then you know, if it's rain, the forecast get the, the get the thing out, mm-hmm. <laughs> get the roof, get the roof, <laughs> and then and then play the games in there, and that, that's what we should, that's what they should do, honestly, uh, as long as they're really bubbled off. Yeah. One thing I just need to talk about is my rage for Tyler Wade still being a New York Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this dude's bad. This dude, is, I don't think he has a career average over two hundred. Um, he's right. batting. He's batting 125 right now. Well, I know he's batting 125 right now, but he's been around for so long that I really don't think his batting average is... His career batting average is 195. I knew it. In 226 at-bats. This guy can't be in a starting lineup ever. He can't. I I think he... I think he's fine for an off-the-bench leading substitution pinch runner. Very fast. Nothing else. Nothing else. <laughs> Nothing else. I mean, when you have something one, I mean, yeah, he's versatile. He can play shortstop, second base, outfield. Like he can play everywhere, but like no, like he can't hit. This is four years now. This you think, is fourth year. Do you think Bumgarner has a better batting average, career batting average? Let me look that up. Not yet, but I don't know if he has many as at bat. Actually, he could have as many at bats. He probably he's been in the league for a while. Why? Well, so two hundred twenty-six at bats. 195. So as long as Madison Bumgarner has around 226 at bats, then he may qualify for this for this uh, conversation. Uh, Gardner also has some <laughs> on from. He has 288 at bats. And uh, his average is 177. Oh, Tyler Wade wins. Right I mean, I mean, I mean. Does he really win? He only has like eighteen <laughs> points better than a pitcher <laughs> in his career. Yeah, I, I mean, Tyler Wade is just—he's very good defensively, but this. Wait, how many how many home runs does Tyler Wade have in his career? Like one. <laughs> Bum, zero. Bumgarner has nineteen. <laughs> Tyler, well, Tyler Wade's not the ton of hitter. Like, I'm not mad about that part. He has zero. He has yet to hit a major. Oh no, he has three. He has three. He has okay. Three. I was gonna be like, that's like, that's like what Ben Revere was like before he got to the Phillies. He didn't have a home run in his career, and then he had like two with the Phillies. <laughs> Whoa, um, Gardner also. I don't care. I don't care. He had a home run last night. That home run was terrible. And that's a fly out anyway. Mike Talkman, this is. It should be Clint Frazier. Call him up. <laughs> him in left field. <laughs> I've been waiting for him, for that forever since we traded for him. Or Clint Frazier, call him up. And then platoon him and Talkman, lefty righty. You want to Gardner, bye. <laughs> you want to talk about call ups? The Phillies need to call up Spencer Howard already. Like you I can don't... keep Tyler Wade or Gardner. You can <laughs> I mean, I would say, I would say, or send down, send down Estrada. Call up. Yeah, send down Estrada. Call up Frazier. 
And then you can use Wade and Gardner's off the bench for defensive purposes and all that stuff and speed. The Phillies, speaking of clubs, they need to bring up Spencer Howard. This dude is a great pitcher. He's right-handed. He's got filthy stuff. Um, he showed it in the exhibition and um, uh, scrimmage games. I mean, he made Reese Hoskins look like a fool, um, which isn't that He's hard to do. Well, yeah, he is a fool. I mean, he's he lo- an overrated player. Right now, he looks like a Gerber baby pedophile. Like he's got that weird mustache, and then his hair's all like poofy and shit. Um, he's just everything about Reese right now is just. I don't not know good. why he's batting second, considering last year he also batted two twenty six. It's because he walks a lot, and they want Harper and JT to bring him in. But at the same time. JT right now is hitting 235, so it's not really helping. I'm not uh, worried about JT. JT's, I know. If you're I, worried about JT, you should be worried about Gary Sanchez, who can't even <laughs> touch a baseball. <laughs> Gary Sanchez <laughs> is one of the laziest catcher I've ever seen in my life. I mean... Why is he still a catcher? If he's, like, lazy, oh yeah, that's fine. But, like, make it up with your bat, at least, which he's, like, known for. But, can't, even, can't even touch the baseball right now. He's hitting 80 right now. Yeah, I know. It's brutal. I like. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I don't know what to. I, I, if I'm Aaron Boone, I actually have no idea what to do because Higashioka is like doesn't at least bring like he doesn't really bring anything much. Also, besides being a back catcher, like at least Gary Sanchez, you have that you know potential of him just scoring one up and taking it deep because when we all know when Gary gets under one it's a moonshot he has like such a powerful swing maybe that's what he should work on cutting down his swing yeah he has a huge light kick huge yeah I always kind of thought he was overrated solely because of his backstop skills but like now this year he's just like bad like your team's eight and one and the amount of contributions he's Get um, making is like he an R- is I like, like an RBI or two. <laughs> you think he has an RBI or two? <laughs> but no, I mean like he's one. Do I, do he's I one. He's, I never thought like okay. The only thing I like about Gary defensively is his arm. He has a really good arm. If you've seen his throws, he, he it's 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 a laser. He can't really block well, obviously. It's not, but he's not as good. as He makes up with his arm, and if you haven't really seen his arm before, you should look it up on YouTube or something. Um, he, he really does a laser, and that's what all analysts and like pro- and uh, you know scouts agree. Like his arms, really, really good. But um, he's supposed to like he's supposed to be one of those guys who bats at two fifty and then hit thirty home runs, which is really good for a catcher. And that's why he was an all star at the beginning of last year, like going into the break, because he was able to hit the able to hit the long ball well, and um, and was able to. Uh, you know, driving a lot of runs as a catcher, which is which is the best in the American League. Was a, this is a really bad catcher era right now in baseball. I agree with that. Biziotti is fading out. Buster's starting to fade out. Not playing this year, but then he'll he'll be fading out soon. The only one right now is JT Belmonto that I think is consistent. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like JT Belmonto, maybe. I mean, Contre- Gary was supposed Contreras. to be able to hit Contreras. Um, who's the one on? No, not even Luke Roy anymore. Grandal's not. Grandal hasn't been bad. Grandal hasn't been bad. Salvador Perez was good for a couple of years, but now he's going up. He's actually off to a pretty good start this year. But you know, this really isn't like a catcher's era. Mm-mm. So I think that 
kind of is saving Gary Sanchez right now. But the problem is he has – the reason why he has a lot of expectations because there's not many, like, powerful hitting catchers as there is in the league right now. No. And I mean, like, with, with JT, he's kind of like a full package guy. Like he, he is. His, I love him. His backstop skills are great. His pop-up and throw down to second is great. He broke, I think, the Phillies record last year. Um, he's a great hitter, and he hits line drives. He can put it over the fence, and he's not even slow. Like, yesterday, he beat out the throw to third. I mean, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of expectations for him to be out. That was just a great play by Urshela, but I didn't think he was going to throw him out from his butt from third. Um, but speaking of like catchers and pickoffs, how how Giancarlo Stanton stole second last night blows my mind. Like he was out by a mile and Scotty just fell. Like it was an awkward hop, but like dude, just body it up if you have if, if anything. Like you're gonna catch the ball, place the tag. Like he was out by a mile, and then, and then I mean, he fell over. I mean, like I personally like Stanton isn't that, that slow. He just but he doesn't steal bases. He's not. He he's not bases. fast either. He used to like steal some bases with the Marlins, but yeah. But that, I mean, I know what you're saying, obviously. Yeah. And like JT didn't even like read that right. I think it was a late steal too, and I think I think he just was like awkward trying to get it there. But he still had him by a mile, and and Kingery just screwed it up. He just flopped. <laughs> like I've never seen a catcher with the, that fast of a pop up time, and it blows my mind. Like, I love watching him work back there. And he's just and he's a great leader for all the pitchers, too. I mean, he works well with them, but I just wish we had better pitchers in the bullpen to make it easier on him and easier on the rest of the team. But that's a whole different point. <laughs> well, let's look ahead, I think, to the rest of the series. Uh, I know the Yankees announced Hap starting one of those games, a doubleheader. Probably the first one. So I think... They don't have plans for the second one yet. They're, I think they're deciding maybe they're going to probably go Montgomery or they'll go bullpen game. But it'll be interesting to see how. I'm really excited for like the fact that it's going to be the first like two, like at least with our team's experiences, uh, seven and doubleheaders. Very true. Um, for the Phillies, I can't see them... I I can't see them using a bullpen game because the bullpen is trash. Um, so I'm expecting Eflin to go out there, and if he's dealing like he like he showed last year that he's capable of, I think he can go go seven innings. Um, even if it is his first start, if he does if he's not at, if he's not around 75 pitches by the by the end of the fifth inning, and he's dealing well, and then the second game if they just go back through the rotation, it'll be Nola, and I think he'll go seven if he's on if he's on point again. I mean, his first start, he pitched well, and then he went back out for the sixth inning, and he just hung one curveball, and it was a two-run home run, or like a three-run home run or something like that. I mean, yeah, it was really interesting to see, especially for the Yankees, because they got a doubleheader on Saturday, too, um, against the Rays, because they moved the Phillies series. To now, and because they, of the they, yeah, yeah, and the Yankees were supposed to play the Rays on Thursday, but then they moved to a Saturday doubleheader with the Rays. Mm-hmm. Um... Garrett Cole is supposed to go is lined up again to go one of those days, so that's an advantage I guess for the Yankees when they have a doubleheader because you can throw Cole and hopefully get a complete game out of him and then go bullpen game game two. It's gonna be really interesting, you know this whole management thing and bullpen management is gonna be really interesting to see, especially with the Phillies now because I think mm-hmm. starting Wednesday they're gonna have to try to get fifty six games in fifty five days. Yep. 
It's gonna it's gonna be a struggle. It's it's really turn. It's it was a sprint before. Now it's like second gear sprint for the Phillies. That's why I'm excited for. That's why like it's really good. The Yankees got off to this hot start because. Yeah, the Yankees are in a great position right now. Because this is the in this year's playoffs. Um, to me, all you gotta do is get in. Mm-hmm. Because that first round's two out of three. Yeah. There's no advantage of being a high seed. Nope. Besides your home, your I think your I think I can't confirm. I think you're home for all three games in the best of three. I think that's right. I mean, in this in this type of I know season, you're, I know you're, I know all the games are at the home field, but I'm actually saying like. I think they're home for like game one, two, and three. I like, can't confirm that. Like though. the home team is the home team, not like some weird yeah, one time yeah, yeah. away. I don't know if it'll be one <laughs> one one. I, I really don't know though. I would I'll look that up eventually. I feel like <laughs> but, I feel like with this new format you should do it like that. And I mean at and especially at this point in the season or this type of season we're having, with no fans, I mean what's the point? Like it doesn't matter. Just like just stay in the same stadium. Make it easy on yourselves. Less travel. I mean, yeah, they're not they're not traveling. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. I just don't know. Oh, you saying that like for the three games? When they, no, I, I, was, I thought you were talking about eventually the uh, like the next round, like the ALDS and CS. Oh no, I'm just talking about those first three. I don't know what they should do for the for the rest of them. I mean, I would like to see them try to go to a bubble, but at the same time, but like for this first round, for the wild card playing whatever expanded playoffs, you should just stay in the same stadium and keep the same. And keep that team that 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 plays at that home field as the home team the whole time. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Excuse. So Yankees, they got the doubleheader Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, doubleheader Saturday, and then Sunday, and then they have an off day. So actually, that's not that bad. The Yankees got a little blessed there, I would say, with that off day after the race series. Um. So I mean, they'll they'll be able to really rest the bullpen after because the the, the bullpen can get some work because right now the. The Yankees' rotation hasn't been draw. I mean, like Cole's been fine. Tanaka started uh, only three innings. He did well. Montgomery's fine. Um, Happ and Paxton's the biggest concern, obviously, right now because Happ's mm-hmm. the bottom rotation, but Paxton's your biggest concern. Considering his velo is down from 98, usually 97, 98 to 91, 92. So that's a big red flag for the Yankees for him coming off surgery, and then but he's not pitching. You 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 should be sad that he's not pitching the series. Yeah, I was kind of hoping he was, but I knew it was gonna be pushing it because he just pitched what on Sunday. Yeah, so he's going Friday against Snell. It looks like so it'll be Montgomery and Nola. It says Montgomery and Nola on ESPN, but I'm pretty sure Boone just said half pitching uh, one of the games, and they have Tanaka on Thursday, so they might go. Montgomery and Hap, but have like a pitch count on them, or like really like maybe one of the starters, you know, ride out one of the starters. So say if Montgomery is doing well, whoever the first starter is, right? It's either Montgomery or Hap. And say if they're doing well, you you have them go six innings or whatever, or seven innings. Like yeah, then that's good. And then next game, have the starter go out there, but have him on the limited pitch count. So that he can be available for the next start on shorter rest, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, ESPN has it going that tomorrow it'll be Nola and then Wheeler and then Thursday's Eflin. 
I don't know if I like that, and I don't know if ESPN's just wrong about it. I don't know. I, mean, I think it could be wrong right now. I think because it, I'm pretty I think sure Boone be. said last night that Hat was starting one of them. Okay. I'm not like obviously happy about that, but I mean like. <laughs> <laughs> I but, like. Clark, I think the Yankees give Clark Schmidt a chance, but that's another time. But because, like, on the MLB app, they don't have anything. They don't have anything previewed for Yankees Phillies the next couple days. But like, moving forward after that series, the Phillies then have a three-game or no, it's a four-game series at home against Atlanta. So that should be that's a huge series for this part of the season um, to try to battle back into the division. Then they got three against Baltimore, and then we get to play. Uh, my least favorite of all eight baseball teams, the New York Mets, for three. But I would hope that after... Oh, you play the Phillies after the Yankees? Huh? Is that what you said? You play the Phillies after... I mean, you play the... What am I saying? You play the Mets after the Yankees? No, we have four against Atlanta, then three against Baltimore, and then three against New York. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah. and they're all at home. None of them are away, so they're not traveling a lot this week. Do you have any off days? No. They don't have an off day until after that three-game set against the Mets, and then they have two against Boston in Boston. And then they're they, probably and, gonna like arrange some doubleheaders so they can get probably, off days. Probably, and then they have uh, another off day after that two-game series, and then they have three in Atlanta, and then another off day. So they have three this month coming up after um, all this crap that they just had to go through. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm really hoping that he, Girardi sticks with the rotation and goes with Eflin tomorrow because he can go seven if he's on. And then you have Nola, who can obviously go seven. Uh, maybe bounce. May, I, I shouldn't say bounce back after his last start. He had a good start. I should say, like, keep the momentum going and just fix up a couple things. Um, and then Wheeler for against you guys on Thursday would be great. Uh, he had a solid outing in his first start as a Philly. It was our only win so far. Um mm-hmm. And I'm hoping, like everybody's like, oh, Chloe, yeah. All of us in club, all of us in uh, met all the Mets fans in club baseball. Oh yeah, Chloe, just wait, just wait, another, another um, um, gift from from us to you guys. It'll be, it'll like it now, but it'll wear off. And then you could probably guess who always said that. It was Arpino. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. He looked pretty solid. And he goes, yeah, I know. I remember watching him that too. And then he got injured or he got worse. I'm like, hey. Maybe. Wheeler was inconsistent in the Mets. He is a very he, yeah. he's known to be an inconsistent pitcher. I mean, well, who knows? We'll see. But I mean, last I'm year saying. his second half stats compared to his first half, he was a different pitcher. He was a lot better. Um, and I think the first half he was just battling with. He the was the number one prospect in baseball. I mean, number one pitching prospect in baseball at a point. Yeah, so the guys, the so guys got the guys got stuff. There. He's got potential, and I think this year he could finally turn it up. So he's on my fantasy team. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't pick him up. I don't have any of my Phillies pitchers. My Phillies. Or my uh, pitching staff from fantasy is pretty good. I mean, I have Sonny Gray and Scherzer and Corbin, so I'm kind of solid for my first three. Um, but, yeah. But, I mean, the Phillies, we can have those three guys go out and pitch. And then, you know, maybe if the bullpen has come in, we could probably get away with allowing two to three runs at the most in these next three games. As long as they pitch right or, or pitch safely against Judge and Stanton and um, LeMahieu. I mean, there's no real way to pitch safe against LeMahieu. That guy's a hitting machine. Um, but if the offense doesn't do anything, then what's the point? What's your goal out of the series? Split? I, I hope they you split. You want to take two and three in Philly. I really hope they split because they, re- they really need to win at least two games out of these four because uh, it's just hard. because Like, they're one and three. Their morale is down. Like, they need something to boost them back up because if they go into Atlanta – 
one and six. That's just. I don't think the Yankees are gonna win these games. That's horrible. I'm hoping I'm, you're right. I mean, they're not. They're, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They, they're, like they, they're the streak due. has to come to an end. I don't want them to. They're due they for it. These games going to the postseason are eventually gonna lose. I don't want them to go cold in the postseason. No. Yeah. You got you. <laughs> I mean, you can't stay one lost team for the rest of the year. I mean, it's bound to happen. No, I think the Phillies are a good enough team to beat the Yankees one game. I think they are too. They just need to like get into a groove. I mean, it's hard right now, but the I mean, Phillies could beat. The Phillies have the talent. They do. To beat the Yankees in a series. They do. They have the talent to split, and I. They have the talent to make this a three-one win series too. They also have a talent to win the next three games. Who knows? As long and it's only because your pitching is lined up better than the Yankees pitching. It is, but then when it comes to the bullpen, that's where I get scared. And I mean, even our closer, he blew I think four Hector Neris. I think he blew four saves last year, but every game I'm like, dude, just make it easy for once. I mean, he's allowing guys to get in scoring position. I think there was like twice or like or like probably like five times last year where he had multiple guys on scoring position like either bases loaded or two got two on on second and third and we're only up by a run or two and it's like dude just like can you make this a little less heart heartbreak heartbreaking and like heart racing like dude and then he's getting Chapman back soon and then, need that especially with Tommy Canley going down on the Tommy John route Mm-hmm. So that's big because what? right now the Yankees like big big believers are um, Green, Britain, and Adovino. Mm-hmm. I so actually I actually fourth. I actually missed it. What was his injury? I never found uh, that forearm. Out. He's forearm? gonna get Tommy John. Chapman. Oh, Chapman was on the COVID. He had COVID. Oh, I didn't know that. I when did he have COVID? He got it like before summer camp. Oh well, that's a long time. Yeah, well, he was off of it three days ago, but he's in Scranton right now, like, re-vamping like, it. Oh, yeah. yeah, you gotta... Yeah, he couldn't do anything. Like, he had to corner. He couldn't pitch or nothing. That so, he'll be back probably, like, a week. Okay. Maybe a week and a half. It doesn't take as long for relievers, so... Um, that would be huge for the Yankees. Um, I'm, I mean, realistically, any one of those four relievers would be your closer right now, probably. Yeah. Um, Maybe it, not out of Vino. But it really sucks for the Phillies bullpen right now because we don't have Sir Anthony Dominguez. He, I think he's getting Tommy John. Um, if not, he's getting like some other kind. Of- what happened to David Robertson? I don't know. He was trash last year and was injured, and then he was put down for the year, like early in the season in like April or March. Not March. He was supposed April, to be closer, April or May. No, he wasn't our closer. You're supposed to be your closer when he was signed. No, he was supposed to be like a setup man. Because we had Sir Anthony and Hector to be our closers. What was the plan? Hmm. David Robertson was ter- Robertson was terrible last year. I was like, all right, we got a veteran solid relief pitcher. And he comes out and just like... Well, he was hurt. I know, but like still. And it was just poor. And I was like, oh, great, he's injured too. And I don't know if he still is actually like... I don't know where, what... He's a, yeah, he's a solid career, David Robertson. Yeah, but like... Talk about a guy who had a solid, like having a solid career. 2-9 career ERA in 661 games for appearances. I mean... I mean, yeah, his career his career has been great, but I mean, right now, it's it just sucks. He's pitched six innings in Philly before you judge him. Like, I know, but like, like the dude wasn't great. Now. He wasn't great with the Yankees the year before. 
He was... He was uh, serviceable. Uh, 388 was kind of blown in proportion because that was like a beginning of the year kind of stretch. And then he's... 2000, it's like Chad Green. When Chad Green was like set down at the beginning of the year last year and then was called back up and then like revamped his stuff, that's when... uh. It's kind of like that thing, except Robertson wasn't as bad. Hmm. Uh, oh, he's on the 60-day DL. Like, he's not playing this year. I mean, that's your well, loss. That, you well, that was it. back on April 30th. Was that last? What is this? Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, it was for his elbow. Um. Oh, wait, yeah. He had Tommy John surgery last year. That's right. Duh. Um, so I'm not surprised he's not back yet. Um, see, you can't judge him yet. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and Sir Anthony had successful Tommy John. He should be your closer. But, like, yeah, he's injured. <laughs> well, next year, next year. <coughs> next year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... I, now I'm getting my hopes up for these next three games, and that's just gonna drive me nuts when I know they're. Listen, me. Here's here's a quick quick little outlook of these American League East and the, the National League East. They're both underperforming. Except for, <laughs> Which no, except for you guys. That like your team. Is no, like, I'm talking about the division as a whole. Okay. Well, okay. So the division as a whole, they're both NL East is underperforming because the Marlins right now are two and one technically, and. The Phillies are, are like up three. on top right now, or not fully on top. And then the Braves are doing really well, but the Mets had high expectations, not doing well. <laughs> Phillies so far off to us. It's a four game, four games, but not ideal. Obviously, considering you lost the Marlins in a sixty game season. Yep. And then the Nats, not an ideal start for them as well. Three and four. So that also benefits considering the postseason format is top two in the division. So that number two spot is still wide open for all those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Braves are definitely gonna win this division. Looks like this year. No, yeah, and then are. the American League East, the Yankees are obviously expect we're expected to win the division. Are winning the division right now? Looks like they'll probably win it. Red Sox expect ex- is right on the alley and as in they were going to be able to hit the ball, just weren't be able to throw the ball. They they're doing that, which leads to a poor record. The Orioles are somehow in second place. They're sweeping the Red three. Sox and the Rays. What? They're five and three. I don't understand this year. This year is weird. So. That's the crazy part because I don't. I think the Orioles will cool off, and that's when the Rays will raise up, will will rise up, and uh, <laughs> take, up. Second, up, <laughs> take second. Um, so I don't think that I just don't think there will be a third team from the division in the postseason this year from both the American League East mm-hmm. and the NL East. No, because I mean in the Central and the NL, you still have well Chicago is eight and two. They're riding high right now. They're they. That division is still up in the air, uh, except for the the only team not really in consideration right there is the Pirates. I mean, the Cardinals are going through their COVID outbreak, stupid thing. Uh, Milwaukee's only three and four, and then Cincinnati's five and five. And then, like you look at the West, they have three teams that are with seven wins: Colorado, San Diego, and LA. Like they're all riding high as well. The Dodgers' run differential is plus twenty nine. It's freaking insane. Yeah, though they're really good. The funny and the funny thing is the Orioles run differential is minus three at when they're five and three, um, so that's just one thing to watch out for. Ugh. This is just frustrating, man. I mean, I mean, I'm having fun. You're yeah, you you're no. It's frustrating for me. For you, you're Aaron just sitting Judge. back and enjoying Aaron yeah, Judge. Right now, so. You're probably sitting there like, ah, love this. I mean, I loving I life. Everything's great. Game, so. 
I'm 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 gonna get nervous every game until the regular season is over, and then get ner- until like we clinch stuff in the regular season. Yeah. But then I'll be nervous every playoff game again if those playoff games happen. But like, do I think that the Marlins are gonna stick to their like no, success? Especially now. No, no, they're not. They're not. They 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 half their team is like a bunch of nobodies. I mean, they were already a bunch of nobodies except for like um ah uh, crap, their shortstop. I'm blanking. That's poor. That's a bad Clay. Come on. You got to know who that is because he torched your team. Come on, Clay. <laughs> Come, on. Come on now. What are Come you saying, kid? Wake up in the morning. Come on. This is worse than my at-bats in club baseball. Like, come on now. Uh, Rojas. Miguel Rojas. He's actually he's actually pro- he's their best player. He's, he's <laughs> playing good. Um, and then they also have Jesus Aguilar. Like, those are their two top players. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I'm just glad I have the Flyers because last night the Sixers were they only won by two points what (laughs) no to be a Philly fan as long as you have the Flyers like right now we're just chilling you know what I mean unlike you unlike you I have you there uh, I have you there because the Rangers the Rangers are the Rangers are booty um Um, the Rangers, that's like a different story right now. They, <laughs> they, um, I, okay, I had weird expectations going into this. I thought they were going to win because of like how, um, how they play against Carolina in the regular season by like destroying them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they, uh, What their issue was is that they were really young. So I'm like, all right, let's see, let's see what happens during this postseason run. And they just looked awful. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, can I at least grab a game tonight? <laughs> uh, the puck move is just terrible. But honestly, like, I'm not like mad. I'm only mad because they did so well in the regular season against Carolina. Like, if they were playing like the Penguins, like, you're just like, eh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Like, I don't have expect- the only reason why there was expectation in this postseason was due to the fact they were playing Carolina in the first round, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, they, they, if they played any other team, I wouldn't have expectation. But they literally, their best team in the regular season was against Carolina. Uh, of all the postseason opponents. Right, so right. why not be like, all right, we, I think we got this. I have confidence. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a best of five. I mean, who knows? They can literally win three games in they a can, row and win. They could run the there's, table. There's no series... There's no no series is over in a best of five like this, especially because anything can really happen. Rangers have came back to get to the Stanley Cup. Uh, no, to, to get to the Eastern Conference Finals two years back, they're down three ones against the Capitals, mm. and they came back and won. Um, I mean, I, so from- I'm not like like I'm I'm worried. I'm not like sad. Like I'm sad, but like I'm not like disappointed. I mean, for me, I'm really excited. I mean, I, it's one game, but. Uh, we've beat we're four and one against the Bruins now as a whole on the season, and Carter Hart looked like a brick wall of any brick wall you've ever seen. I mean, this dude stopping everything, making great plays, and then to have Moose at Brian Elliott as their second goalie as a one-two punch and great, and able to really um, uh, it's early <laughs> to to really um help him out, not help him. Complimentary. That's the word I was looking for. Compliment, compliment him. Um, that really helped a lot. That will help a lot. Um, 
But to put up four goals on the Bruins in the first game was great. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm hoping that the Canadians can at least um, maybe maybe run out the Penguins out of these playoffs because I really hate the Penguins and I don't want to face them. Unless, I mean, I kind of want to face them only because it would be a great playoff series. And if we would beat them, it'd be something great to brag mm-hmm. about again. Um, and you know, like, like I think if you're a hockey fan, you're going to want to turn on that Flyers, uh, Flyers-Penguins series. It'd be great. But, I mean, round robin, it doesn't really – it's not that much beneficial to be a number one seed over, like, a three or a four. So – but I'm just glad the team looks like they're clicking and they're all winning and like and they're on all cylinders, despite like I'm worried now that they lost Raffle for a significant amount of time. Yeah, I mean yeah, the Flyers look really good. I hope they. Honestly, I don't really hate the Flyers so much. The only hockey team I really hate is the Islanders. So <laughs> honestly, the best team in New York right now. The, what the best team in New York is the Yankees. No, but, talk about hockey. Just hockey and it's the Islanders. Oh, well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I guess. I mean, the Islanders aren't, I don't think they're going to do anything in the postseason, too. They're not, but they're going to go farther than the Rangers. Well, yeah, but the Rangers, the Rangers, it was a weird, this whole NHL thing is weird. The Rangers are getting hot at the end and, like, they might have slipped into the playoffs. If they were in the Atlantic, they would have been in the playoffs. But the hockey format is weird. Mm-hmm. So, um... Y'all would have played the Bruins and probably would have got washed out by them. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I just... It's an all-experience factor, and, like, next year or the year after. The Rangers have a good future, so yeah. I'm excited for that. The Flyers do, too, and I'm excited. Unless they do one of those weird things again where they make the playoffs, and then the next year they're just, like, bad and just, like, barely barely miss out on it again, which I hope not. But the Flyers have... Their biggest problem was always finding a consistent goalie and netminder, and now they have a great complimentary one-two package. So, mm-hmm. all right, Dur. It was a long time since we did something like this. Okay, I know it was great. What was the last one? In the fall? Was, that, was that in the fall that we did uh, every dude's fantasy with Stites? Mm-hmm. Uh, good times, good times. We won't be able to do that this year, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You know how? I'm just hoping that I get to go back within the first, within like the second group. Because I'm a producer or something, so. All right, thank you, Stephen Durr. It was a pleasure. It was. Thank you for having me on, Clay. Let's do this again. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Stay safe. Stay away from the corona, and enjoy the rain if you're on the East Coast. Mm-hmm.